How did you meet Governor Bat? Uh, I had been involved in politics from a very early age, and of course, uh, he was already a legend at that time. And uh, he and I uh, began working together when he was chairman of the state Republican Party, and he hired me to be his executive director. How did that relationship go at first? Uh, so uh, he was concerned at first that I was a little young, and at uh, 25, I probably was, but had been involved in a few campaigns. and. Uh, at the, the time, he was into wash and options. So uh, we uh, ended up hitting it off. And uh, remember, one of the challenges is that, uh, of course, because of his farm background, he woke up very early in the morning. And so our check-ins every morning were going to be at about 6 a.m. And so I'd be jangling the keys, trying to get in the door while the phone was ringing on the other side so that I could get in and talk to him about what we were going to be doing that day and the rest of the week. That, that, sounds, that lines up with a lot of what I've heard about Governor Bat. Um, describe the state of the Republican Party in 1992 when you became executive director. Sure. Um, we were coming off time in uh, 1990 when uh, the Democrats and Republicans were evenly split in the state Senate. Um, we also had, uh, you know, the majority of statewide elected officials were uh, members of the Democrat Party. And we had uh, two uh, congressmen um, that were Democrats uh, at that time as well. And when Phil Matt was uh, selected as chairman, elected as chairman, um, it was because uh, the party at that time wanted to reverse their trend of losses and pick up seats. And so that was our goal, was to uh, change the, the makeup of the legislature and to begin changing uh, the dynamic in the state for uh, the Republican Party. So how did you and then Chairman Bat do that? So he was very active in going around the state in 1991 working in each county with uh, folks that weren't necessarily part of the county party, but were identifying themselves as either conservatives or Republicans and interested in the outcome. And from that, he took the information, cataloged it, and went back out and started talking about, here are the things we have in common. And it became kind of the big tent approach, which is that we have enough room to be a home for people of lots of different um, ideology on the Republican side. Uh, what we have to focus on are the things that bring us together and, and let us win. And he was very effective at finding candidates that would espouse that, um, that weren't necessarily a lockstep on every issue, um, but could align around some broad principles. And uh, he was very effective in that. So interesting to hear you say that because now we hear a lot about adhering to the party platform, you know, the Republican Party, yeah. the Idaho Republican Party of 2023, uh, very, platform focused, at least on the party level, not necessarily at that county level or among the average voter. How different is that from what Chairman Bat was doing? Uh, it's a sea change. It's uh, entirely different. Again, his focus was on what brings us together, not what separates us. And so uh, he was less concerned about orthodoxy and building a team that could win and then govern. He did a lot of recruiting to get people involved and registered as Republican on a county level. It was, but we didn't have registration. Oh, that's right. That's, oh my gosh. Sorry. Show, yeah, showing my age. No, thank you for <laughs> correcting me on that. Um, but, but at least involved yes. on, on the county level. How did that translate into candidate recruitment? So that worked out very well because as part of that process, you know, you ended up with people who cared a lot about issues, who wanted to, you know, uh, espouse you know, why they cared about those issues. And from that, you know, we were able to 
uh, you know, cull a group of people who were willing to uh, step forward and, you know, consider public service uh, on the electoral side. And uh, that year, um, we had a, a bumper crop of candidates that were very good. Um, I think of the six state Senate candidates that he worked hard to uh, recruit, um, we ended up winning five of those. And it changed the dynamic of the state Senate. Any names that people might recognize among that crop of five who got uh, uh Sure. Uh, if you start at the top of the state, uh, he recruited um, Frank Henderson. And Frank was the only person who didn't make it in the state Senate uh, race that year. Um, and then as you move south, Gary Schroeder um, in Latah County, uh, and then he was elected. And then in uh, the Ada County area, uh, Roger Madsen and um, uh, Grant Ibsen uh, were in that uh, candidate group. And then as you sweep east, uh, Robbie King, um, kind of the Elmore County area. And then uh, in eastern Idaho, it was uh, Evan Frazier in uh, Bannock County. Those are big names for people who... All started then. Wow. So how did his involvement with the Idaho Republican Party translate into that 1994 gubernatorial run? So um, I think it gave um, the party uh, groups uh, a lot of confidence in his ability. And even though um, it was a race that he was very much an underdog um, in the general election, they still felt like because of his past performance, because of his ability and uh, dedication and hard work, that uh, he could get elected. And it was a tough year, um, but he did get it done. And as it turns out, um, exceeded our vote goals in every county and ended up winning Nez Perce and several other counties up north, which in those days, you had to have a huge cushion from South Idaho moving north to cushion the blow. And it just flipped uh, that year. Now, a lot of things were going on nationally. You know, uh, President Clinton, there were a lot of folks that were in the natural resource industries that were really feeling the pinch uh, from some of those national policies, but it helped usher in a new dynamic for those uh, folks. And can you set the stage a little bit for that race? Because it wasn't just that, you know, the, the Senate had been split before then and that there were so many statewide and congressional officers that were Democratic. We were coming off of 24 years of Democratic governors in Idaho and there was also a very popular Democratic candidate that year, too, for governor. Yeah, he was the uh, sitting uh, uh, attorney general, uh, a very uh, bright man, um, well-meaning and uh, uh, popular, right? As I say, at the beginning of the campaign, we were 36, 38 points down um, and had to spend a lot of time looking at our shoes, but then getting out and having to work hard. And uh, uh, Phil was, um, you know, the happy warrior. He was out there on the campaign trail all the time and uh, started early and worked late and uh, there were some times we'd send him places uh, and he'd call back and and say I'm calling from heaven because he had had such a rough airplane a small airplane ride into Chalice or Orofino which are notoriously difficult uh, fly in and fly out places but uh, he went anywhere and uh, met with anybody and uh, he worked really hard to espouse his view of what the state needed in state government and do you think those visits were what turned the tide in that race against Attorney General Larry Echohawk? Um, I think it had a lot to do with it. Um, again, you know, there was a national feeling that, you know, was causing some 
some angst in uh, a lot of the communities. But um, because he was so far ahead in the polls, I think that uh, his focus on, on his campaign, um, they were a little more um, easygoing. And uh, it wasn't until things got really tight that things changed. And by then, it's really hard to kind of correct a, a slump. But he, uh, again, was a very popular man, a very nice man. So Phil Batt gets elected in 1994. He surprises a lot of pundits, especially nationally. Um, he recruits you to be his chief of staff for his time as governor. Yeah, it wasn't just me. I would just say that uh, he uh, really recruited a great crop of young people. And uh, part of that was because he didn't have any great choices. Again, uh, 24 years of Democrats kind of you know leading the state. Um, made it difficult to find people with some uh, experience or history. And so uh, he brought in a bumper crop and rely relied upon his experience and then some of our enthusiasm. And, uh, you know, it, it's not that we didn't make some um, errors along the way, but uh, he uh, was a great boss. He was a great mentor. And like I say, gave a lot of people an opportunity. Uh, names that you run into all the time now that started in that crop. What are some of the moments that stand out from his time as governor, public policy-wise, to you? So, you know, there are plenty, and they've been on all the op-ed pieces and some of the editorials and some of the stories. I mean, obviously, the nuclear waste was a huge issue. Um, his uh, work on uh, workers' comp for farm workers, um, his work with the tribes, developing a, a sense of trust and an ability to dialogue on issues of importance to both their sovereign nation and, and our state. Um, but, you know, his his humanity uh, went beyond just people, right? I mean, he was uh, very instrumental in uh, what some people uh, consider a, a bad practice. And that was the dog racing that we had up north, and he was very active in uh, shutting that down. Can you describe what he was like as a person? Um, absolutely. So um, there's kind of the four H's. And um, uh, the first one uh, was uh, humility. I mean, um, as, a, uh, as a governor, he never acted, you know, very um, uh, pompous. He wasn't, uh, you know, as concerned about the trappings uh, of the office. Uh, you know, one, one example would be... Uh, he turned in the, you know, the Cadillac that had been um, Governor Anderson's, and um, he got a Ford Taurus. Um, I would say uh, humor. I mean, he was a uh, witty person, um, and uh, he tried to look for fun when he could um, in terms of drawing out those experiences. And uh, I would say, um, you know, then he was a little hot-tempered. Um, but it uh, came on fast and left fast. And, you know, one of the things I would say about him is that um, he never felt like he had to be right and was uh, one of those rare people in politics who, rather than, you know, us go or him shoot aside of the bar and we would go paint a target around it, it was, he's like, look, if, if I did it wrong, I'm going to say I did it wrong and we'll start over again. And that's not what you find in, in most cases. As you look back at your relationship with him, what are you going to miss the most about him? 
um, well, he was a very caring person, you know, and he uh, uh, cared not just about the state and its citizens, but he cared about um, the people that worked for him. He took an interest in them, um, encouraged them to, to do as much as they could, as well as they could. Um, and then I, th I think that uh, I th what people are, are going to miss uh, was the kind of an, in this even-handedness. Uh, was he a Republican? Yes. Was he uh, over the top? No. I mean, he worked with Democrats. Some of his best friends were Democrats. Um, and would they disagree on issues? Yeah, but they didn't do it disagreeably. And he just uh, was, uh, you know, more interested in kind of the, the civic dialogue and collegiality um, than he was about, you know, making some partisan points. Public policy aside, what do you think the lasting impacts of his years of public service in Idaho are? Well, what, what are those lasting impressions from Governor Batt? Well, um, for those of us that got to work around him, um, you know, we learned a lot of important lessons and, you know, about respect and uh, about um, civility. Um, and those are things that uh, I think, particularly right now, um, are in short supply. And so I'm super proud of the, the people that he brought in to make part of, of government who, you know, continue to kind of espouse those things that, that he believed in. And then, you know, outside of the public policy, uh, you know, he was an innovative farmer. Um, he was a talented musician and he was a incredible writer. And one of the things I think people forget um, is the uh, poem that he wrote, wrote in um, honor of the deaths of those miners in, in uh, North Idaho that uh, are etched into the statue uh, memorial and tribute to them and uh, a few songs and some other things along the way. But uh, um, we could use more of him right now and in the future. Jeff Mullman, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me.